Hi everyone, Nicole and Kayla here with a very special announcement. For five days from May 1st until the 5th, we are going to be hosting a series of masterclasses all around five days to your first 100K. So what you can expect when you join up to this week-long series is live facilitation from Kayla and I every day at noon PST. And we will invite you into our group where we will live stream. We'll take your comments. We'll obviously use NLP and different mindset activities. We'll get into strategy. We'll talk about all of the things that we've personally used to get to 100K in our business and how we've rinsed and repeated that process over and over again. And so how we can share all of these things with you. Go to mylandpurpose.com and sign up. It's right on the homepage and we can't wait to meet you May 1st to the 5th. See you soon. Hey there, this is Nicole Crone. I'm a big lover of mindset, energy, especially the energetics of business, entrepreneurship, women changing their money stories, and elevating their wealth consciousness. I'm a small town girl who thought she wanted to be a teacher, did that for a few years, and realized I wanted and I could have so much more. I co-created My Line Purpose with my biz bestie Kayla, and together we have supported hundreds and hundreds of women to raise their money ceiling, earn more, exit their nine to fives, become confident queens, build businesses they love, and along the way, we've made incredible friendships within our community. In our 12-month Platinum Experience program, we teach the formula to build a six or multiple six-figure business that you actually enjoy working in. Since we've both been in the nine-to-five world, we know how scary the leap can be, and we're here to link arms with you and show you what's possible and how it's done. Whether it's money, marketing, hiring and firing, sales, community, and mindset, these are topics we'll cover. The entrepreneurial seasons are gonna have their ups and downs and you don't have to go at it alone. Think of these episodes as a glance into what we do inside of these programs. I love to share our wins, celebrations, insights, ahas, what I would do's, and so much more. My goal with this podcast is to support those of you who are seeking something else in your career. Those of you who have gotten on the roller coaster I call entrepreneurship, and those of you who just love to hear what it's like to be inside of our world. I'm here to encourage you, inspire you, and to offer my truth and wisdom. This is going to come through with my East Coast accent mixed with my global business mind. Thanks for being here and don't be a stranger. Come say hi over on Instagram or in our email inbox and let us know what you needed to hear today or what you'd love to have on the show. Now let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to My Line Purpose, the podcast. I am here with Rebecca Korn today, and I've been pretty vocal for those of you who've been listening about, I had a, a pretty interesting experience with having guests on the show, and I've been really hesitant to go back to having guests on the show, but you know what? I looked into Rebecca, and you sound pretty legit, and you look pretty legit, and what I mean by legit is like a real human who wants to have a conversation, so I'm super excited to have you here today, Rebecca. I can't wait for us to dive in, to chit-chat. Cheers. I see you've got your little mug there, and why don't you kick us off, let everybody know where are you calling in from, and you know your story, a backstory of how you got to be here and whatever that means to you and however much of your story you're open to share. Oh, I love it. That's delicious. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate what you are putting out into the world and the good and all of the sweetness of the nectar that you are and the inspiration of what all of your listeners really need to receive from you. I love your discernment and the ways that you stepped into this. And thank you. I think we're going to have a great conversation. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My story is wild. It is unconventional and it unwound in so many plot twists of fate that I don't know that I could encompass all of it, but I will try to go to a 50,000 foot view and give you a <laughs> taste of each point. I started into the financial career in the wake of thinking I wanted to go to pre-med. I loved organic chemistry. I just thought it was so magical and exciting. And I'm a nerd because I don't think anybody that is normal says that they love organic chemistry. <laughs> There's that. But the other part of it was that I just, I felt this calling in the wake of a couple of situations that were really hard. And I landed in homelessness following 
meeting with a financial advisor with my partner. We were guided a certain way. And in our divorce, so many things that happened that were related to that meeting mm. and it let it go. And the misconception of the way that finances work or the way that money works or the way that we energetically meet money is so deep for many of us in the world of, of business or the world in, in corporate or what we choose for our jobs in that moment, you know, mm-hmm. and that was very much the case for me. I mean, I grew up in a, in a household where my mom had three jobs and she was a single mom for a period of time and operated that way for majority of my life. And so when I wound up homeless, I didn't want to reach out to anybody. I didn't want to tell anybody I was living out of my car and I was so wildly committed to finance. I was like, I am going to change the world of finance. I don't know how, Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I will die on my sword trying because dying on my sword trying is better than living the life that I was. Yes. And I ruthlessly stepped into finance with about $21 in my bank account in the beginning of this. And he was like, the, the managing director who was interviewing me was like, so why do you want to get into finance? And I, I told him I wanted to change the world of it, but I had zero experience, zero sales experience. I had no idea what he was talking about with mutual funds, bonds, and whatever the schmeh. And then we just soared. I broke through my first years with breaking every record that they had within a 65 year period. And I kept doing that for about five years and I was in finance for a total of seven. And I realized that in that five-year period, I really felt guided to coach and develop other women Mm -hmm. because we pretty woman ourselves. We put ourselves in the corner where we're like, you don't deserve to be there. And we place these confines on our beliefs that are so minuscule. And why? Mm. Because we're afraid to believe that there could be another story for ourselves. I don't know. So I couldn't live my life that way because I'd watched my mother do this her whole life. And it just tore my heart apart. So after finance, I realized that I couldn't affect the change that I desired in the world of finance because they weren't ready for me yet. But you know who was ready for me? The ladies in badass spaces around the femmes of finance. And so uh, they really opened their mind to some of these perspectives and they were ready for me. And so I could affect from the top tiers down, which was really incredible. And learning about energy and their desire and the ways that they were moving through a variety of things just unleashed so much power. And that's where we are now wild ride. Like I said, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. And I think not everybody has necessarily a breakdown to experience a breakthrough, but I think everybody has a moment, uh, whether it's like a season or a moment, a breath, a whatever it is of this can't be it. It's like, this can't be it is, is it's the contrast to, well, what is it? So I think a lot of people are seeking that clarity of, I know there's something more for me, but I don't know what it is. And a really easy way to start to figure out what it is, is to know what it isn't. Well, sometimes at that time, the only thing that we do know is what it's not. And Mm -hmm. The miracle and a miracle is very simple and we all have the access to a miracle at all times, but sometimes a miracle is simply a change in thought or a change in the way that we think. Mm -hmm. And so not missing that miracle in that moment of seeing, okay, there could be something else out there. And instead of going the routes that you typically go in in those thought processes, shifting it and saying, what if I just change up the flavor a little bit? Like, what if I go for the pear instead of the strawberry baby? Like what, what happens? Yeah. And allow your mind just to go in that space. It's such a delicious gift. So um, I encourage everybody to do that pear baby pear. <laughs> Absolutely. So now you, you know, you have your, your business, your company. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like what is a, What does a day look like in your world for you now? And what is your business and who do you serve and why, why this way? Right. Cause we could say finance, there's a million ways to deliver or serve on finance. Why the way you're doing it? 
You know, the way that I see women in business specifically is that we are are all little nodes, almost like Wi-Fi routers, putting out beautiful energy into the world and our own little frequencies and colors and blossoms. So the way that I see it is that the world is this beautiful garden that just needs a little bit of help along the way because sometimes some of the weeds get in the way in our minds or the fertilization and the depths that we pull from come from places that may not have meant to be malicious, but perhaps, you know, we connected with certain thought processes that happen to have an outcome with ourselves that is not what we intend. Mm -hmm. And so cleaning up the garden, I think in this world and putting the power into the hands of women who are divinely created to nurture. Why not? What we vote for, what we pay for, what we select, we are often 90% of the decisions in the financial household. And so I was sitting in my financial career in my pretty little corner office and it was great, but I realized that majority of the decisions were made by the women. Mm. And I was missing a huge aspect of, of how to actually build something One of my girls, she started with me. She was in a banking career for nearly 20 years and she was an executive. She had these huge bonuses and that's how they kept those handcuffs tight. And she said, she was like, I'm actually really afraid to tell you this. And I looked at her and I was like, this is a sacred space. There's Mm -hmm. no shame. There's no judgment. So what if we were just in a tent together, chilling out, no Wi-Fi, nothing, just talking. Would you open this up? And she was like, oh, okay, Rebecca. Okay. And uh, it was a lot longer than that. But um, what she came to was like, she's like, I really, really, really want to be in real estate. Mm. And I was like, wait, what? This is fantastic. Tell me more. Why not? She goes, I walk into a house and I can just see the opportunity. The moment I walk in, I know a closet should be over here. I know this should be over here. And when she started with me, she was at about $60,000 salary, making bonuses of like 20 to 50. Mm -hmm. So they kept her, they kept her. It was very enticing. Yeah. I will tell you that as of right now, today, she just put in her resignation officially and she has 13 properties. Her net worth is now over 2 million. Wow. She had the baby that she was desiring to have. She's getting married next week, like all of the things just fell into place for her. And so I work with women who have that sneaking suspicion that that thing is calling them and they know that the call is there and they are wanting more than anything to answer the call. They just don't know how, like, what is the roadmap? What are the steps? How do I even get myself there? Where's my mindset around these things? And What's that next place that I'm desiring to step into, right? So when it comes to who I work with, it's not necessarily a niche specifically. It's more so the calling. And if it feels aligned, I'll be honest, I don't know that I can help everybody, but I know once I meet you and get to know a little bit more of your story, how I can help you. And sometimes that's in a referral and sometimes that's just in one conversation and shifting that mindset just enough and having that eye-opening recognition that life only happens once. Hmm. That's right. (laughs) Life only happens once. We have the opportunity to wake up every day and live it, but it's this life once. Okay. What I'm curious to know, because I know a lot of the women listening are perhaps similar to you and I, like they are doing this work that they love and they are supporting other people, oftentimes other women. And I would love to hear for you, what was it like to go from working for somebody like another corporation or industry or whatever it might've been in the work that you want to do? And so you're passionate about wanting to do this work, but it also takes a whole other hat that we have to put on to say, and now I'm going to be a business owner. Now I'm going to own the business that does this. And what would you say was the most exciting and the most challenging part about stepping into, I'm going to do this work 
in my own business. Yes, I had a very unique direction. So before the homelessness, I was actually in medical arena. I was a trauma echocardiographer, which just means that there was a lot of blood in a lot of places. And I was looking at their heart with an ultrasound probe. And when I became homeless, it was because I was exiting that space and I was applying to a bunch of medical schools at the time. And at the time they had about a year turnaround to let you know what was next. And so mine was kind of plot twisted, but then when I stepped into the broker dealer space of being a financial advisor, I owned my own practice. And so I went very much the hard way, but I still had that broker dealer with me. So I had a little level of comfort that was significant. I mean, bonuses and the ways that they were structuring things. It was very much like my client that I was telling you about where I was held in that space and, you know, stepping out, there's never a good time. There's never a right time. It's kind of like having a baby for women or owning a dog for others. Your heart just gets wrapped up in it. And it's like, I guess it's now (laughs) and it's never going to be perfectly planned and it's never going to be perfectly planted And you're going to have a lot of questions along the way and wonder, am I a good dog mom? Am I a good mom? Am I a good at anything of what I'm doing here? And some days it's like, this was exactly what I was born for. And other days it's like, what am I doing? Being able to trust your heart along the way of that is quite possibly the greatest gift that we could all have. Mm -hmm. Because you get to know yourself differently and you get to get, a lot more intimate with who you are and who you're becoming and crafting that in a way where you can see the changes week by week. It's incredible. And so my ask, if I could talk to my past self in those, in those pivot points, because there were many pivot points that I had a decision and I could stay safe and I could stay small and I could stay in my place, which is what we're, a lot of us are taught. Yeah. Or I could put on some damn good stilettos and have a rocking ass time and have a little salsa first and then go for whatever I was looking for in that space in that day. Mm -hmm. And I think inside of those creativity spaces on your journey of sitting on the beaches of Australia and being able to be in space and having that beach bum quality almost in that arena, right? Is such a beautiful component because it allows the feminine to start to dream. And so the biggest thing that I could say is if you are a person listening to this and you're just wondering about what that dream could taste like or could look like or what it what it would take for you to take that first step, not all the steps, just the first step, encourage you to take an hour a day to just sit with yourself. Now, wait, the first 45 minutes is going to be just like your brain thinking about all these other things. Yeah, the mental do list. Yeah. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Taking that hour. What do you like to do in your hour or whatever, however long of a space you create for yourself in your day? What is, what are your introspective practices and what are like your non-negotiables in your day now? Talk dirty to me. Yeah. It's my language too. Oh, Oh my gosh. It's the most delicious space, isn't it? It's such an incredible thing. But in the beginning, we forget that it doesn't taste that delicious in the beginning. It's like, if I'm using the reference of the pear, it's almost like the prickly pear outside or the dragon fruit outside is like in your mouth and you're like, what am I doing? What is this tasting like? And so when you're sitting- Fuzzy kiwi. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. So I'm sure I'm not the only one then. I'm sure you can agree that in the first beginning points of of starting these like really spacious things, what did you experience with that? Oh my gosh. I, well, think to even 10 years ago. So I'm 37. When I think back to being 27, 27 was the peak of me getting into my teaching career. And my days looked like I would wake up and teach yoga. Then I would go teach high school all day. And then um, to pay off the gigantic student loans that I accumulated, I would go to a waitressing job at like five, five 30 and be there till 11. So I had no space and, and I glorified that life. I'd be like, I don't have time to do this because I'm working one of my three jobs today. So see you later. And, and that was just the hustle 
mode that I was in. I thought that was normal. And it wasn't until I got to the point in the end of 2016, where I said, I'm burning out. I need a break from teaching. I can't possibly continue to go on like this. I'm going to experiment with one year going overseas. And in my experiment of going overseas, I mentally thought I would go overseas and I would waitress and I would teach yoga and I would have to do things to make money. Therefore I'd have to go, go, go. And then I got over to Australia and well, I lucked out because I had a friend who was letting me live with her for like the cheapest of cheap rent and nothing I wanted to do costs money. I was like, I just want to lay on the beach all day, feed myself some good food and coffee. But outside of that, so my workload decreased drastically because then I associated money to time. Like I must put in more time to make more money. And I thought, well, I actually just really want to lay on the beach today. And that doesn't require money. So it doesn't require my time to go somewhere. And that's when I got used to like, okay, I'm going to wake up on my own time. And then I'm going to go for a 10 K walk along the beach. Then I'm going to come home and I'm going to grab my book and my journal. And then I'm going to lay on the beach. And I'm going to read a little bit and then I'm going to journal and then I'm going to play in the waves. And it, that kind of just became my new norm. And also a craving an addiction to do not rush me in the morning. I don't want an alarm. I don't want to have to be forced to go work somewhere under fluorescent lights. I don't want to be around gossip. I don't want to be around negative energy. If, if my everyday scenario, my own little office sanctuary can't somewhat resemble the beach, I'm out. <laughs> preach, preach. So what you, what you said though, is that in the beginning of that, is this resistance toward I should be doing, or I believe these patterns, or I have these things that I'm associating with. And I encourage your listeners to, to think about this. What is the easiest resource to exchange for the things that are most important? Mm. Is it your time? Is it your love? Is it your quality time? Is it your family time? Is it your little precious moments that you experience that are holy for you? Do you have those precious moments yet? Mm. Are you waiting in line for three hours trying to pick up the kids? And is that taking a huge portion of, okay, I went to this place. I went to that place. I did this thing in between. I had no time for myself. So the first thing I want you to ask yourself is, okay, what are the qualities that I'm, I'm really exchanging right now? I'm doing, 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 but I am, I being ever in those moments mm-hmm. and then in your example, taking that then, and then saying, okay, even in driving to the waitress job or the third space or all the things, right. Turn off the radio, turn off the podcast, speak to yourself. Mm. You know what analogy I give about what you're saying right now, a lot of the time is I think a lot of the times people, it's like, if this is my phone and I'm calling up universe, God, source, creator, higher self, whatever it is, people are like, I asked, asking it is given, but it's not being given. I asked, I said that I want this. I want that. It's like, Hi universe, I'd really like to not wait in line for three hours to pick up the kids. Hey, you made your ask, but where the heck are you creating the time to listen? Universe is trying to call you back and say, well, here's an idea, but you're, everybody's running around scrambling. It's like, take five minutes, quiet everything. And the response that you asked for will come, but nobody's creating the time to hear, to listen. Well, it's one thing to ask without prayer. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get religious. So stay, stay with me for a second, because prayer in a way is mantra. Yeah, it's mantra, but it's also what the mantra of your day is. And so, if the day is constantly defaulted to the immediacy of what you think you need in that moment, and who is answering that in your mind, it's fear. Your mind is only routed for one thing, and it's fear. And so, if you can just push the pause button on your brain and drop into your heart. And start to think about, okay, how am I situating my day where I do have this space for universe to answer my ask? Because if you're not creating any space, who can get in there and actually fix it? I can ask all day for a housekeeper, but if I don't create space to actually meet one, I'm never going to meet her or him, right? Yeah. (laughs) Or them. 
Yeah. It's just, that's just it. The listening where, and I, I imagine that it's fearful for a lot of people to get quiet and listen because they might hear some things that they don't want to hear. And that's like, exactly you're stuck in, leave that relationship, leave that job, leave that house, leave that city. It's you're not happy. Say, speak up, say what you really want to say, ruffle some feathers. Think about the first time you thought about that. I mean, that, that is almost like a soul crushing moment in a way. And so going back to what you said, where it's like, you have these moments of these pivot points of awareness and this calling, you have a choice to have a breakdown, to get through a breakthrough. But the other question is, are you actually creating a masterpiece with your life? Because mm. mm-hmm. a masterpiece, darling, takes time. And there are multiple layers on Mona Lisa, multiple layers. And she is tiny. She is tiny, but she is a force. And it is breathtaking, but it didn't take him 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And intention too. doing something without intention, you know, then I, then I think we default to expectation and then expectation is just our thief of joy. So it's like, wake up, put your two feet on the floor and set an intention. Doesn't mean that your day will always unfold that way, but at least you put in your effort, (laughs) you know how you want to feel. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of your practices? What do you love to do in the day that feels like totally nourishing to you? So I have a couple of small shifts. We have a little one, so there's a lot of, a lot of noise sometimes. And so very early morning, what I do is I get up and I've never actually been a morning person until I would say the last couple of years, it just feels right lately. So it's a way of honoring me. And so I'll get up, I'll make the most delicious cup of coffee I can possibly imagine. Just even thinking about how the beans got there, how quickly they got there and where they traveled from and the farmer and how they started and where their passion is. And I love just kind of centering into that thought of awareness Mm. and enjoying that cup of coffee. Now, I know that sounds like a really simple thing. But as I said, in those first 45 minutes of me trying to learn how to meditate the beginning of my practice was a really difficult thing. I just had so many parts of me that like, I was, I was thinking about all these 27 bazillion things. So me having a cup of coffee in silence and in gratitude and in honoring myself is the most delicious part of my day. And that's my morning ritual alongside journaling. And I'll read a page or I'll read 10 pages, but I don't really put these confines of like, oh, I need to do this thing this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so very ritualistic in the morning and the ways that I, I move through my morning. And then also I decide on a time that I'm stopping. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about other things. I want to get back to my family. I want to get reconnected. I want to get into that space. And I keep my family life very, very private. It's very sacred for me. And so there's a moment that I have to sign off of social media and all of the noise. And I'm, mm-hmm. you would call a quote unquote influencer and that happened by mistake, but there are other pieces that like, you just don't want at a certain point. So mm-hmm. I inject an evening ritual as well. And I cut off all blue light around eight thirty to nine o'clock. So we're not TV watchers. We're not like social media people. It's very, um, I might be in a handstand or playing on the ground. I also have two puppies. So, you know, there's so many things that we can enjoy and take pleasure in. And to your listeners, even if you don't have the capacity to shut down at 830 in the evening, because I know that's a very like, to me, that's privilege. I think that's such privilege. I'm able to do that because of my team and because of my staff. And it's just an incredible gift. But the other side of that is take 20 minutes for you. How much of a change where you're like putting, and I want you to think about this. Like when you put lotion on, every time you put lotion on your skin changes, Mm -hmm. age, sun, other environmental factors that I'm not smart enough to understand. (laughs) And like, we don't, we don't actually take a moment and look at ourselves putting lotion on. Mm. We just, smather it all on. Okay. I'm done. Got that done. I'm going to grab this kid. I'm going to do this thing. I'm like, what are we missing? What mm-hmm. are we missing? You said that you're 30 something. 37. 
32. Okay. So you're 32 and like, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 32. So like, yeah. (laughs) I was like, am I not saying it? (laughs) I'm keeping you young, baby. I'm keeping you young. Thank you. But that's, that's such a beautiful thing to like guide into that because think about the ways that your skin was 10 years ago, it's changed, Mm. but taking pride in the way that it's changed and honoring how much you have evolved it will allow you to not miss the next five to 10 years living the life that you've been living the same way that you've been living it. Yeah. This whole autopilot, you know, I, where in the world are you located? Where do you live? I'm in the mountains of Virginia. I'm in the Blue Ridge mountain area. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. So North America, the whole world was affected by these past three years, right? And definitely developing countries, people really saw like what was go, 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 go every day. Autopilot abruptly come to a halt. And one of the things that I am most grateful for of what has unfolded these past few years is the the witnessing and watching of people who are like oh i don't need to hustle i got a taste that everybody got a taste of my version of australia of slowing down of working from home of being on their own schedule of not rushing to all the kids activities it's like it all got put to a pause and then, and so many people are like when are things going to go back to normal and and back to normal it's like no that wasn't normal and we're not ever going back to what that was so you have the opportunity right now to say do i want to continue to recreate old patterns and behaviors or do i want to take this blank slate essentially and say how do i want to live moving forward and live live be show up be present. That's my two cents on that. I couldn't co-sign that enough. I I feel that in every cell of my body, I think that when it comes to the ways that we have been taught in the past to pursue life, we quickly realize that the important stuff is in the moments in between what we once upon a time considered hustle and life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could not agree with that anymore. I mean, and it's so interesting because even if you do get into business, there are certain ways and certain business leaders that have you believe that hustle is the only way. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why I'm a business, I'm a feminine business leader. So there's, there are aspects of actually getting more in depth and helping you identify and connect with what is your purpose? What is your mission? Why do you want to do this? And challenging my clients to, even though our average income increase is like 23,000 a month on top of what they've originally made. I mean, my client example that I gave you, but she's over the $2 million marker from a divorce and and being a single mom to living her life in this way that she's like, Rebecca, I still can't believe this. I ordered roses and I didn't have to check like how much it cost. It's the most beautiful thing. And so when we actually root down into these places of more understanding versus less doing, it shifts our entire world of what we're really made for, because we can be pulled to something or called to something. And if we never turn that router on, we never turn that light on, we just don't know how many people we are not affecting. And Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but like you, you have such a passion around your purpose. I mean, so much so that it's threaded throughout everything that you, you represent. You imagine not living in that space for days on end. I mean, it's, it's one thing to go on vacation. Absolutely have fun with that. But could you imagine not turning your light on ever again? No. And because I believe wholeheartedly that I would make myself sick. Yes. I believe that I would cause something in my nervous system to shut down because I believe wholeheartedly that it's all connected. How I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, the actions I'm taking, it it's all connected. And so I refuse to, you know, I have journal entries of being in this relationship that I was, I felt trapped in for six years. And my journal entries would be like, I'm going to make myself sick. Like everything is going to shut down 
because I'm not getting out of this. And like, I'm not going to be responsible for that. And it would be my responsibility because everything is our responsibility. Something that you said that I want to speak to is you said you support with the feminine. And I think this is so powerful because if we backtrack maybe five or 10 minutes and we talk about the women who are saying, I don't have 20 minutes, I believe that that's an issue. The, the women who are believing that they don't have time on their side or they don't have money on their side, it's typically one of those two things, if not both, is they're actually not in their feminine, because if we're in there, if we're in our feminine, we're in receiving. And so we we're open to receiving help. We're open to receiving support. It doesn't have to be like, you know, even in business, it's like, you're going to go launch and make a sale and get out there and network and people and all of that. But if you don't, and that's masculine and we need that. But if you don't then sit back in your feminine and say, I'm ready to receive all the abundance that's about to flow in stripes, notifications and emails and testimonials and like sit back and receive for a minute. It masculine's not going to cut it and just feminine's not going to cut it. It has to be that blend. And I think that that's the disconnect. I couldn't agree more. I, I think that many of the feminine leaders go to passivity almost and masculine leaders will drive you into a place where I was in my finance career. And I, I literally, one day I was working 80 hours, approximately a week. One day I had this moment where my kidney just shot with this pain and I landed in the emergency room mm. and do at that moment. I was like, ah, oh, should have taken a nap. And, and because I thought this is such an inconvenience, I'm going to the emergency room. That's that's where my mind was. And that's terrible. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I teach and infusing a lot of the feminine principles, I mean, I go deep and I go wide, but we are going to a place where we're healing that and we're bringing it to the light. You might have a belief system that you fully co-sign that you use as your story every single day, babe. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But we're going to go look at that and we're going to heal it from a divine feminine perspective and really receive the wisdom of the pieces inside of you that are from all of the women ahead of you who have fought and who have been and who have persevered and who had this resilience. You know, my grandmother was one of those people you couldn't, you would say something that would be, uh, rude or against somebody. And she would tell you about it. Mm. It wasn't rude the way she would tell you about it, but she would tell you about it. And it would be something that she'd be like, is that how you want to live? Is that really what you want to be known for? Is that how this is what it sounds like to me? And I'm just going to tell you. And I remember saying something about a a friend of mine. I think it was like six or seven. Mm -hmm. And I never did that again, (laughs) especially not with my grandmother, because I thought to myself, oh my gosh, like she's so right. And I don't know the person's whole story. And that's not the type of person I want to be. And so sometimes that starts within. Sometimes mm-hmm. it just starts with ourselves and the ways that we whisper to ourselves when we grab an extra cookie. Well, damn it, have an extra cookie. If that makes you happy today and you need a snack, you go get a snack. Like, I don't want this full belief system that we have to all have perfect bodies and be in a certain way of, of like picture us, Victoria's Secret, blah, blah, blah. It's not necessarily the way that we're we're aligned. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, today I'm, I'm messy. I'm like in my messy feminine space. And that's just who I, I am on Thursdays because it's my gush space. It's my creative space and gift yourself that it makes the biggest difference in the world, as you know. And so, yes, those divine feminine lessons we go deep inside of, and it's such a gift to our clients because many of them are in the corporate arena. Mm-hmm. They have forgotten the way that they sound, even with the people who are closest to them. Mm. that's okay. It's okay. Cause it's fixable and we're working on it and you are loved no matter how you are moving through life mm-hmm. that self to your, to give that to yourself first and know that and take the action toward where you are reinvesting in yourself in some capacity. That doesn't necessarily mean with, with you or I, who knows, but that means that, you know, you take some time or you take a yoga class that you have been yearning for and you say, babe, listen, um, I'm going to go do this. Can you watch the kids or 
talk to yourself and say, babe, listen, we're going. <laughs> we're going. We're figuring this out. People want to help. They do. They People do. Help. And going to the place of like not having money or not having time or whatever, you know, when we go to that space and we understand actually money is like one of the easiest ways to an, ex- to an exchange of the things that we do most deeply value. Mm-hmm. And so by taking the time to put a couple of your best gals in a room and say, I don't know how, but I would like to do this thing. What do y'all think? Yes. Have a call to action. Have your best ladies sit in a room and say, I'm in between a rock and a hard place. Be real Mm. and connect with them in the real space. Stop filtering ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and other women want, want to know that other women feel that way and are asking those questions. Like when you're real, your magnet is turned on and you're going to attract other real human beings. Uh, this is also good. And I, it, it leads, I think divinely to the question that I love to ask everyone, because it sounds like you're very clear in what I'm about to ask, but Rebecca, what would you say feels like your purpose in this season of life? And I like to say this season, because if I talked to Rebecca 10 years ago, I'm sure it'd be a different answer. And in a year from now, it might be a different answer. We'll see. What do you feel like is your purpose in this season of life? My purpose feels so deeply called toward lighting up the world with women in power, women in their most powerful space. And that doesn't necessarily mean ego power. That means their deep seated blossoming power of knowing who they are, being in alignment, impacting those people that they are feeling so called to do Mm -hmm. and being able to see them really disconnect from those generational and intergenerational belief patterns that insidiously kind of hold us down sometimes and breaking through that. Can you imagine if the whole world had every woman in the world being in at the helm of her life, making decisions, voting in ways that we were passionate about, making change and, and creating these spaces of inroads for the businesses that we saw to create the most impact. Oh, baby, like really, like that's that. If I had a magic wand and I could just bippity boppity schmet, I'd be, that's all I would be doing. <laughs> so yeah, it's like that feels like the most exciting place to be in. Yes. Yes. And I think we're on our way. I do too. I think we're in such a glorious space of awakening. Mm-hmm. Why hold that back for even another minute? I mean, it's yeah, such get a- Get on the train now. The doors are open. <laughs> beep, beep. We're going. <laughs> absolutely. And I love that you offer a community that's absolutely free too. I think that's such a beautiful thing on the front of, of the ways that you're creating that inroad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think like at the, at the end of the day, ladies, like Click on that, go to that, invest your time in spaces that you know that you're tending to your inner garden and you're fertilizing those roots with things that are beautiful and and necessary and feeling so called toward. So thank you for your service on that, babe. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Just all feels like it's falling into place. And I feel like it is because I'm in alignment with my purpose and I'm not trying to be or do what somebody else is doing because I they have their shiny success over there. It's like, no, I'm, I'm experiencing my own version of my own definition of shiny success right here. Cause I just keep doing what feels right. And I'm a generator in human design. So for me, it's just like, you know, I'm just here to create, respond to what I think people want. And if it feels like it lights me up, I'm going to go for it. That's just how I'm wired. And I'm not trying to pretend to be wired any other way. And I'm Aries. So it's like, all right, get out of my way. I'm taking charge. Are you coming with me or not? (laughs) What an amazing combination you are. I mean, I think it's such a force. I mean, you can feel that the moment you click on your website. And I love, I love that aspect because you just, you emote that on so many different levels. And we want more women like that. We want to create the space for, for, I think being able to take the first step inside of that, just like you did. I mean, 
you're such an inspiration on that space. And I just, I love your energy and in it. And it's really incredible. And centering on purpose is everything. Ladies, you know, that's where your mission is born from. And being able to have a space where you can really be in the tent and talking about it so freely and so openly without judgment is is a gift beyond measure. Mm. Preach. <laughs> so Rebecca, we know you are very clear on your purpose. Now, how do you know when you're in alignment with your purpose? Because, you know, maybe you wake up and you have a, a day or a moment where you're like, ugh, I just feel off today. So that offness probably continues to remind you when you're on. What? How do you know when you're in alignment with it? You know, the feeling of like where your breath just kind of gets electric because you know you're in the right place at the right time and divinely so where you're just in disbelief that it's in existence. Mm, mm -hmm. I think that if all of us could just take a breath sometimes, we have that accessible to us at all times. Mm -hmm. Nobody else has the power over you to take your concern, your concentration, your energy, your thoughts, your words, any of those pieces away from you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there are moments where you get caught up in whatever 3D world is happening around you and that's okay. And there is this breath that's available to you at all times. Yeah. And so if I'm ever outside of my purpose or outside of alignment and I notice I'm not breathing or I notice I'm just tight or I notice I'm just cr cramping up my shoulders or like cringing up my neck or doing whatever or putting my head down too much because I'm staring at my phone. I just ask for breath and I feel my heart and I recognize that the time and the moment that I have right now has been gifted to me and I am so grateful. And no matter where I am in that space, even if it's a situation that I don't necessarily want to be in, because that's sometimes the case, I think just knowing that we are here and we're always available to ourselves as such a spiritual coming of life that it's almost like you have this ability to rebirth yourself at any moment. Mm -hmm. And that's how I know that I'm in alignment. And that's how I also know that I'm staying true to myself because I'm never going to give up an idea that I'm in the wrong relationship or I'm not being appreciated and it's consistent now. And uh, why do, why does she deserve that? Why would I deserve that? And so I understand that that's where that person is, but I'm not angry with them. Mm. It's just understanding that like, this is where we part. It's been great. It's been wonderful. I don't exactly know what that looks like, but this is where I'm going. Yeah. And so sometimes just taking that breath and feeling that thought and feeling that feeling and knowing that inside of yourself is the greatest gift that you can give yourself when it comes to alignment. Mm, yeah, that deep trust and listening. Okay, I want to be able to share with everyone, where do we find you? What do you have going on? How do you love to work with people? And for anybody who's listening, maybe you're driving or whatever, don't worry, it'll all be linked in the show notes. All the links will be there, but let's let's hear it. Where, where, you're, where are you at? Where are you hanging out? And how can we find you? You know, the most direct inroads and I love feedback on Insta through my DMs. I do read every single message because I just say, I take such depth of gratitude to every person that takes time to message me. It might take me a minute, but I'm at rise rain rule. And the way you know that I'm in this phase of actually being 50, 50 is that the rise is for the masculine. The rain is for the queen inside of you, the feminine. And the rule is when we all come together and master the way that we are moving through our castle and living in our castle. And mm -hmm. so Insta is great. You can also take that website and move it to a .com, riserainroll.com. And you will see all of our offerings on, inside of there. We actually have an unlisted group program that is typically invite only. And so I'll extend that to your listeners. Absolutely. 
you guys are at all interested, please let me know in the DMs that where you found me and I will send you the link and you can take a look and if we can chat, who knows? Cool. But those are the best places. I pretty much give a lot of free advice on Instagram, which is really nice for people. And um, some love my videos. Some of them are like, just tell me the stuff. I love, I love just chatting it up in the community. And that's a big passion of mine. Mm, and you have a podcast as well. I do have a podcast. It's the Queen's Chambers. And I believe Nicole is going to be on that. And I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited too. And I, I just know like in our community are like a lot of our women are they're really into podcasts they're they're commuting they're listening while they're chopping the veggies while they're doing whatever so I know that if if this is another podcast that we can recommend is is yours then yeah would love to have that linked into the show notes as well the client that I actually referenced uh, was featured in the podcast along with a variety of other clients. And they will tell you your, their stories of actually moving from spaces of complete fear that was debilitating to them to places where they are absolutely reigning in their world. And it's so beautiful to hear and see. Um, so strongly recommend on that. And I'm just so excited to get Nicole's story as well inside of that Queen's Chambers, because I think that when you think of a Queen's Chambers, you're going into the spaces that you need to hear the things from yeah. the women who have gone through some, some aspects of their own journey of trust and fate and, and belief. And not all, all of us can jump into India or other places, but sometimes we can jump into our spare bedroom and or closet or even bathroom for 20 minutes and find retreat. So it's really yeah. cool to, to know that lots of them are, are in the podcast. I think that's such a beautiful way of up-leveling your mindset and tending to your garden. So mm. I love that too, babe. Mm, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca, for coming on today and for this incredible conversation and being you, like fully being you, showing up, sharing your story, and um, offering your gift out into the world. I can't wait for everybody to hear this and for them to click the links and go say hello to you and see what you're up to. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a delight. You have such an incredible energy and I love what you're doing in the world. Please keep going. Oh, thank you. You too. Let's, let's keep waving those magic wands and making it happen. <laughs> okay, thanks, Rebecca. Thank you.